Yo, 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 Gen Nation. Happy New Year. What is up? We are back. MVP is back. The hiatus is over. We got some stuff to talk about. And I'm excited to get into it. Um, it was nice, refreshing to have this break. Uh, it was much needed, but I was also itching to get back on the mic and uh, talk about some stuff. So we're gonna get into uh, we're gonna get into a few things um, from gaming and entertainment, and we're gonna kick it off with the gaming verse. But before we do, we do have merch available. So if you look in the if you do command merch in chat, if you're live on Twitch, it'll generate the link. If you're on YouTube. And uh, if you're listening on the podcast, um, check out the link in the description of the episode. Be greatly appreciated. And speaking of podcasts, we are on all podcast platforms. So feel free to follow us on any platform you so choose. And uh, you can listen to us on your commute to and from school and work or doing chores around the house whatever you gotta do it's another avenue to uh to get the content from us and uh, not only mvp will be on there but the theater room and the oversell podcast will be there as well so feel free to hop on if you can't watch us live or watch the youtube playback uh the audio version is available to you um so with that being said, I, I I said we were gonna dive into the the gaming verse first, and uh, to do that, I I gotta talk about something. This is gonna be more of like a, a talk me off the ledge for Warzone chat, right? What what is it about Warzone two? that I, something is not clicking for me in Warzone 2. I don't know what it is. I don't know how to correct it, but there's something about Warzone 2 that is not clicking to me. Warzone 1, now granted I'm not I wasn't the greatest player. I, I never claimed to be, but I was average enough to secure some wins on my own in solos with teams we're grabbing, you know, wins when we can, shooting, getting kills. And uh, in Warzone 2, I just feel lost. It's like a completely different game to me. I, I just don't, I'm, I'm not understanding. I'm not understanding what I'm not understanding, if this makes sense. There's something about Warzone 2 uh, that I just can't figure out. I'm getting beat in every gunfight. I feel like my armor melts instantly, but when I'm shooting somebody, their armor lasts forever. And I'll have purple armor. I, it, now, granted, I, I know uh, I know when I just completely miss my shots. I'm not saying I don't miss my shots and all this crap, but when I have a clear target and I'm hitting it and I see 
all I see is the armor plates going down and he turns, fires, and melts me within seconds. Something is not adding up to me. And I don't know what it is. It's bothering me because I love Warzone. I loved Warzone 1. Uh, I like the map for Warzone 2. Um, it, the gunplay feels good. It's just something with the time to kill. Uh, uh, I don't know. I don't know what it is. Um, I just can't wrap my head around what I'm doing wrong compared to what I was doing in Warzone 1. Even if I have to jump on somebody, I'm shooting them. They have enough time to stop running, turn, fire, and I get melted. I, I just, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what I need to do to, to correct that. Honestly, I'm at a loss. So if you have any ideas, feel free to let me know in the comments because uh, I'm just trash. And it's getting to the point where it's like, it's not fun. It's not fun to drop in as much as I want to. And I love playing with, you know, the boys. I don't want to be the super weak link where I'm getting zero kills all the time because I'm just getting melted in every gunfight. It's frustrating because I know because I can hop on multiplayer right after that match and lay down 30 plus kills in multiplayer and have no issue with the guns have no issue with the movements have no issue with grenades or anything i i and it's i'm not playing hardcore mode so there is some sort of uh a slower time to kill in regular multiplayer so I don't know what it is that's not translating to Warzone 2 from multiplayer and Warzone 1 because it's uh, it's not working out for me and it's very, very, very frustrating. Mr. Butters, appreciate you dropping in. What is going on, homie? He says Warzone 2 has too many bugs right now. I don't think a bug is going to correct my issue, though. Uh, DMZ is in the same situation, is it? That's unfortunate. That's unfortunate. Let me see your loadouts. I can help you with your loadout. All right. Well, we'll have to do that when uh, I go live and I'm in game. But yes, uh, I mean, I'm not using the meta, but when I find a, an AK-74 on the ground, I, I know enough like that gun is shredding and it's not shredding when it's in my hands. I just, just I don't know what it is. Um, it sounds like I'm complaining and quite frankly, I am <laughs> complaining about my own gameplay, but something is just not translating for me and it's very frustrating. Um, so I don't know. I don't know what needs to happen. Yeah, I'm not going to quit Warzone 2, but it's getting to the point where I don't want to play it as much. And uh, it's one of the reasons why I'm back playing rocket league is because i i'm just not enjoying myself in warzone i can hop in multiplayer and, and at any time and have fun with it as soon as i hop into warzone it's it's a completely different world and it, I, I just immediately don't enjoy my time but um enough of me bitching about warzone let's uh move on to the next topic 
And again, if you have any pointers, throw them in the comments and uh, I'll read them. I'll see it. I'll try to correct it and it probably won't work for me, <laughs> but I would appreciate the feedback anyway. Um, next up, the other game I've been playing recently, uh, I haven't been doing it on stream, whether it's on my personal channel or the G-Gen channel, is because the stories, I've, I'm already halfway into the story. So I wasn't just gonna pick it up on any of the channels um, midway through, but I am hitting one of my backlogs and playing uh, FIFA 19. Now, FIFA 19 is the last, if you don't know, is the last FIFA that had a story mode. And it's the trilogy story uh, to the Alex Hunter campaign. It started in uh, 17. FIFA 17 kicked off the Alex Hunter story, which was fantastic. FIFA 18 continued it with more story with Hunter and uh, Danny Williams and... Um, incorporating his sister Kim Hunter and FIFA 19 is the final the final part the final leg to that trilogy and I'm probably I want to say 75% through with the game maybe even 80 not 100% sure because just when I think I'm getting close I, there's more for me to do so and also with uh, this campaign Unlike the other ones, where I think the other one had maybe one, the first the first campaign I think had one was maybe two characters. The second campaign I think was two characters. This campaign you're doing all three at the same time, and you're weaving in and out of their stories, um, their perspective of the stories. So it, it, I feel like it's taking a little bit longer because we're story for each character is like equally as long as um alex hunters so uh, i'm having a good time with it i'm getting through uh the story relatively quickly now um now that i relearned how to play the game again with every that that's my problem like I'll, I'll i started the story way back when and i'll i'll jump into like multiplayer and i'll play multiplayer games for a while and i'll just completely forget about any of the story games that i'm playing right uh, for example i wasn't even playing multiplayer games i was playing god of war i stopped playing god of war to play <laughs> fifa 19 just to change it up i i can't stick to one game for too long it's not that i get bored i just want a variety i want to change it up so I, I've been dipping into FIFA 19 and uh, hopefully we can close out the Alex Hunter trilogy as it's been a fantastic story. It's probably the best thing FIFA's done with their game is add this story. Uh, Madden tried to do it a while ago with uh, what was it called? The long shot, I think. And um, I don't it was an OK story, but it wasn't at the level that FIFA was. FIFA's story is phenomenal. You're getting crazy um, backstory into, you know, friendships, into, you know, the parents, into the sister, the grandfather. Like, there's so much going on. Uh, it's a really well done story. And um, it's sad that it's the last one, but uh, we got more to talk about with FIFA uh, that 
even if they were to continue Alex Hunter, probably would end this year anyway. And the reason I'm saying that is because uh, the FIFA, I've mentioned it previously, but FIFA and EA are are, um, ending their relationship. So EA's um, soccer games will no longer be called FIFA. Uh, they will be called EA Football Club. I, I mean, if you're a sports fan, you know, you had the Washington Football Club down in D.C. when they couldn't figure out a name for themselves. But uh, this is this is what the new FIFA is going to be. It's going to be EA Sports football club and i we don't know if like at least i don't know if they have the rights to use all the team names that fifa does because fifa is in control of the actual sport so is it going to be like uh ncaa college football where they have no names on the players you might have a team name, but you don't have the player names. Like, can they use the player names in this new uh, soccer game? Can they use the team names? I don't. I don't know. What are? Uh, by the way, how is uh, the audio? You can let me know. That'd be great. Um, so yeah, we don't. We don't know, or at least I don't know what they're going to do with that. Um, FIFA's been a powerhouse game every year. It's like it's like Madden, and if and and in some fashion, it's bigger than Madden because it's worldwide. It's so successful every year. So I'm not sure why EA and FIFA decided to split up exactly, but I'm curious what rights EA is keeping to be able to produce a soccer game at the level that FIFA was. Now, because EA made FIFA, EA Football Club could just be a carbon copy clone of FIFA and they just strip all the FIFA logoing, uh, logos out of it. You won't see FIFA on the field in the advertisements and titles, like you're not gonna see FIFA anywhere, but it could very much just be FIFA 24 without the FIFA, right? But again, are we allowed to use the the Red Bull? Are we allowed to use um, France if we wanted to? Team USA? Like, is it going to be player A and player B? Or is it actually going to say, you know, Pulisic and uh, Mbappe? Like, what? I don't know how how far this is how restricted it's going to be so i'm very curious and uh what you should all be curious about sticking with fifa is fifa 22 fifa 22 if you don't know is gonna have a nice little tournament hosted by your boys here at ggen it'll be live on twitch probably on youtube as well uh, if not live, it'll be, you know, uploaded to YouTube. 
but um, G-Gen is going to be running the tournament very shortly, uh, including 16 players. We're starting at the knockout rounds right away, right? Or the round of 16. We're starting there right away. And uh, we're going to be having a 16-man tournament. Um, six, you know, 16-person tournament. I'm excited. I can't wait to to school everyone. That's that's right. I'm I'm gonna take the house. I'm gonna take the title. It's gonna be sitting right next to my Grogu uh, plushie over here, <laughs> next to my Destiny Two figurine. I'm taking that title. Um, but I can't wait. I can't wait to uh, play everyone and run through this tournament, whether I win or lose. Uh, it doesn't matter, but it's going to be a good time. So stay tuned for that. We will be running this tournament hopefully soon. I think we're looking for three more players. So if you are interested, shoot over to our Facebook channel. Uh, let us know that you're interested in joining the tournament. I believe it's going to be 20 bucks ahead. The winner will get their prize. We may give something to second place and uh, we'll call it a day. But um, let us know and stay tuned. So hopefully that tournament comes to you soon. And uh, yeah, that, that's going to do it for FIFA. But like I said, I'm, I'm working through, you know, FIFA 19, which is part of my backlog. And uh, the year 2023, if I have one, if I have one uh, New Year's resolution, it's going to be to complete my PS5 backlog. I need to complete my PS5 backlog. And I'm not talking about the free games I get from PS Plus or whatever's in the collections or anything like that. I'm strictly talking the games that I have in hand that I have yet to beat. And it's not because they're bad. I just either A, haven't opened it or B, just stop playing it to play something else just to switch up the vibe. So on my backlog, I have the final mission of, uh, of Guardians of the Galaxy. I've yet to complete that. I absolutely love this game, by the way. I still need to complete the final, the final um, chapter, I think, if I'm even that far. Um, Assassin's Creed Valhalla. I need to open it and uh, beat it. Watch Dogs Legion. I've, now, I'm a huge fan of Watch Dogs. Watch Dogs 1, I absolutely loved. Watch Dogs 2 was fantastic. The story's fun to me. It's interesting with that, you know, the hacking and being able to manipulate everything around you electronically. I love that stuff. So Watch Dogs is very fun. And I have Watch Dogs Legion. I legit bought Watch Dogs Legion when I bought the PlayStation 5. And I have yet to take it out of the wrap. <laughs> um... So that's another game in my backlog. I have Sonic Frontiers. Sonic Frontiers just came out, you know, this past couple months. I got to crack the plastic on that and uh, get cracking on with the story. Um, the next game is Gotham Knights. 
this is one of that was one of the games I was looking forward to playing the most <laughs> was Gotham Knights. <laughs> um, so yeah, I still need to I, I gotta open that and complete that. I have God of War Ragnarok. I don't know really how far I'm into the story. Maybe halfway, maybe not. I have to complete God of War. It's a fantastic story. I I cannot wait to get back into it. But wait, there's more. I have to complete Horizon Forbidden West that came out back in March. Last March. I didn't again, I didn't drop it because it was a bad story or a bad game. The game looks flawless. It's what I want Zelda to be. Speaking of Zelda, I gotta beat that before the next Zelda comes out. I'm still I'm in the final temple. I just have yet to go back to it and do it. Speaking of the Switch, I still have to beat the finals a uh, couple missions of Shredder's Revenge. Dude, my backlog is silly. And that's just on the PS5 and a couple Switch games. Let me mute this so it stops going off and driving me crazy. Um, so yeah, I got a lot to do. That is one of that is that is my goal for 2023. Not only to try to com complete the new games coming out in more of a timely fashion. Um. I need to knock off this backlog I have. And it's starting with FIFA 19. As soon as FIFA 19 is done, I'm getting right back to God of War, completing God of War. And I'm probably gonna do Gotham Knights. And once Gotham Knights is done, I'll probably go back to Horizon Forbidden West, hit up, hit do Sonic. Oh, I still got Guardians. I may do Guardians around when um, Guardians of the Galaxy 3 comes out. So maybe to kind of amp us up bef uh, before the movie drops, we may uh, jump back into Guardians and knock that out. So that's probably what we'll do. But yeah, we got you know Valhalla, Legion, Guardians, Sonic, Gotham, Horizon Forbidden West, God of War, FIFA 19. Oh, the list goes on, man. We got Shredder's Revenge. And uh, good old Breath of the Wild one. So, 2023 is going to be uh, a very busy, busy year of gaming. Hopefully, knocking all this out. On top of the new stuff coming. Because once Spider-Man 2 comes... Um, once Spider-Man 2 comes, uh, uh, whatever I'm doing, I'm dropping. I'm, I don't care what game I'm playing... Spider-Man 2 drops. I'm dropping all gaming and going straight to Spider-Man 2. I don't care. So hopefully I can time this where when Spider-Man 2 drops, I can uh, complete. Uh, I can com have a game completed and I'm just waiting for Spider-Man 2. Hopefully. Um, with Breath of the Wild 2 coming out this year, I believe, uh, hopefully I can just complete Breath of the Wild 1 and then be ready for 2 to drop. Um, so yeah, I got a ton to do with my backlog. 
starting to sound like Trigun. If you know my boy Trigun, he's literally got like 100 games in his backlog going back to PS2. Um, the dude doesn't complete a game. He just leaves it on the shelf. So uh, we used to compete in how many games we can complete. And um, last year, I, I, I think I completed maybe one game. Everything else I started and stopped. So I would have lost in a horrible fashion if we continue doing that. But yeah, so 2023 is uh, the year of the backlog. And hopefully we can knock it out and enjoy some of the new stuff coming out as well. So with that being said, uh, I mentioned the Switch. Um, there was like a, a rumor going around that the Switch 2 is uh, going to be announced soon. Um, I don't know how accurate that rumor is. If Switch 2 is being announced, the one thing I need to see, uh, Mr. Butter says Gotham Knights was so much fun. The FPS killed the game. Um, yeah, because you played on console and it was, uh, 30 frames, 30 frames for the game, which I'm not knocking you. I have the game on console as well. Playing is five so the fact that gotham knights didn't launch with 60 frames is criminal absolutely criminal what were they thinking but you know we went through that argument already um he also said uh do gotham knights last each character has a different ending okay so okay so i have multiple stories to run through i guess with uh, all these characters and see the different endings i don't know how many times i'd be able to do that row we may have to go back and do other characters throughout the year figure it out but i at least want to get one character done to be satisfied as far as you know knocking a game off my backlog so what character i choose i want to say nightwing but I'm going to have to like look at it when I launch the game and go through that. But back to the Switch, uh, the one thing I would need to see before I see anything else with the Switch is the Switch being 4K. The Switch is so far beyond uh, behind technologically, it's that's also criminal. Everyone who has a Switch, myself included, and and I I got my Switch. Well, granted, I got my Switch as a gift, but I wanted the Switch knowing full well that it was only 720p. Now, why anything came out with, with 720p graphics is disgusting, but uh, the only thing I want to see on the Nintendo Switch 2 is we're at 4k now knowing nintendo they're gonna give us nintendo switch at 1080p and be like see it's upgraded graphics meanwhile we're on 24k television just about we're gonna have ps6 running 8k and uh the switch 2 is gonna be 1080p regular hd so I don't know. The Switch needs to step their game up with the next console. If like if the Switch didn't get the sales that it got, 
from all the Nintendo heads. And I say Nintendo heads, like, no matter what people are going to play Mario and Zelda, that is always going to be a seller. So, um, the Switch was always going to sell well, no matter what, right? But they, they need... The Switch One, to me, in my eyes, is a complete flop of a console. Now, like I said, it sold well, so you can't call it a flop. But if you if you strip away the sales, right? And I'm not talking PS5 sales, Xbox sales. I'm not talking sales. Uh, I'm just strictly talking from games, from graphics. The best thing the Switch has is port... Um, mobility being able portability being able to pull it out of the dock and sit on the couch or the bed or take it for a trip like that's the best thing it it, it offers right but you know the games that it offers weren't that great breath of the wild sorry it's not the best zelda game ever made it's not even close it's it's ocarina of time the Mario games that are on it are okay, but you know, Mario Party and stuff like that that was on the Wii was a lot more fun. Mario Party on N64 was a lot more fun. They just gave us Wii Sports. Or or sorry, Switch Sports. Wii Sports was like launched with the Wii, and it was probably the best game the Wii ever had. Being able to play bowling and tennis and all that stuff was... I, I could play that bowling game on the Wii no matter what day it is. It was just... Like, the Switch just was such a failure. So hopefully the Switch 2 is better. I'm probably not getting the Switch 2 unless uh, something crazy really comes out that let, makes me want to get it, honestly. Or if I get it as a gift, I'm not going to say no, but you know, you know what I'm saying? Uh, I'm not going to personally pay for it uh, unless I see something that really pulls me in. Um, with that, we're going to jump over to uh, Sony. Sony had uh, the CES conference uh, the past couple days ago, or a couple days ago, right? And uh, they announced a couple things, nothing spectacular, but you know, the first thing they uh, or the first thing we'll talk about here is that uh, they introduced uh, an accessibility controller. Now, don't get me wrong; like Xbox has done a ton of work for disabled gamers. They have a whole program for disabled gamers uh, of like getting feedback and creating you know controllers and devices to help them um, this is the first time we're really seeing sony get into that as well like well sony does a great job with accessibility options within the game but never a device to help someone play the game right they're just assuming that people have two normal hands and can hold the controller properly and hit all the buttons. Not knowing, you know, if they have no hand movement or whatever, like whatever disability you may have, 
people they weren't catering to you other outside of just you know a couple accessibility options in a game which uh, granted are helpful but it wasn't like a device so if you have zero hand movement or or you can't really grip a controller or whatever you're using to play to do with a controller or to use a controller uh this device looks like it's fantastic you know it's not a full control you're not holding it looks like it just sits upright and you can easily hit the buttons uh, around you know the device and it has a joystick so you can maneuver i guess your character so it's it's pretty cool to see sony get into this um into this field and really you know open up the world of gaming even more to uh players that normally would not be able to Like I said, shout out to Xbox. They've been uh, the last few years. They've been really getting on that. But um, Sony's a little late to that party. But here, here it is. Here's their first, uh, you know, controller um, to be able to do that. So shout out to them. Uh, next up, they announced that uh, they have sold more than 30 million units worldwide and that's including not having consoles available to ship worldwide not having the chips to to build the playstations like there was such a shortage a, a supply shortage that like GameStops and Walmarts and targets all over the world and game stores all over the world electronic stores all over the world they were getting literally zero playstation shipments a month or a couple and you would have to get lucky fight off bots and you know be able to get it like it was a disaster the launch was a disaster it came at the worst time because of, you know covid and everything else going on worldwide so we all know that story is what it is. With that being said, they still sold over 30 million units, which is, you know, phenomenal considering what they had to go through. So shout out to Sony. Uh, they also announced that there are no more supply issues and that you will regularly see um, PlayStation 5s in stores across the world country and world um more frequently you'll you'll always have a playstation 5 available to purchase uh in in the nearest electronic store so um the supply problems are over if you missed out on getting a playstation 5 uh now's the time because they're they're shipping out units all over the place um they didn't announce a playstation 5 pro which some people thought they would. Um, I feel like if they're going to announce that, that might be during a state of play. And knowing Sony, I'm sure a PlayStation 5 Pro is coming around the corner. Um, I probably won't be getting it. I didn't get the PS4 Pro. Uh, my, my OG PS4 from day one lasted me the whole generation. 
So, um, yeah, I'm going to probably not do that, but I'm sure that's around the corner. Um, they also announced that the Gran Turismo 7 is getting a PSVR 2 uh, upgrade. So I guess it's going to be playable through the VR headset. Uh, they also announced that Beat Saber is coming to PSVR 2. Um, so if you've never played Beat Saber, that's probably the best game on PSVR, on, on VR in general. Um, Beat Saber is a ton of fun. You're waving lightsabers virtually and knocking down blocks like in a in a um uh, a guitar hero type of game you see in the blocks come at you and you're hitting the blocks and creating the music and uh, it, it, i had such a blast with that i should hook up my old um ps1 psvr ones and uh re-download beat saber and do that because i haven't done that in a while but um yeah it's a good time so I guess a new Beat Saber is coming to PSVR 2 or an upgraded Beat Saber is coming to PSVR 2. And uh, the other thing they announced, and this is probably going to jump us right into the entertainment verse. Uh, hold on. Hold on. Where, where is it? Where is it? It's not here. Well, I had the picture for you and it's not here. So I uh, don't know what happened to it, but any event, uh, what they also announced at the CES event was a uh, Gran Turismo um, movie. Uh, we knew it was coming, but they kind of gave you a first look uh, it wasn't necessarily a trailer. It was more of um, like a first look on, on the production of it. They were showing, you know, Nissan GTRs uh, mounted with cameras that are following the car as they're doing the racing around the tracks and stuff. So you're getting like it's the the movie from what I saw in the first look. The movie's gonna is gonna look like how Gran Turismo looks like in the game. Like the, the car angles, like you're 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 gonna see the back end of the car racing. You know what I mean? Just as you would if you're holding the controller and racing yourself, you're looking at the back end of the car. Um some people drive in the car, you know, use the view that's the first person view in the car, and I'm sure we're gonna get that um at some point. But it, the, the first look that we saw looked very well done. Um, they didn't really show us anything story-wise. That's probably going to come in an official trailer or teaser. Uh, this was more of, hey, this movie is in full production, and here's kind of you know a little piece of it. So that was exciting to see. I thought it would look good. Um, the cars, you know, cars are going to be the cars. I'm very curious what story they have to offer. Because this is the Gran Turismo is a very raw racing game. From what I remember, I haven't played a, a new one lately, so I don't know if there is a story in the new ones. But the older ones didn't really have a story. You were just knocking off 
circuits and collecting licenses to be able to move on to the next um, batch of cars, uh, class of cars. So who knows? Who knows what kind of story we're going to get Gran Turismo. Um, Mr. Brothers says, I'm waiting to see if there is going to be a Final Fantasy 16 edition uh, of the PlayStation. I would maybe not. I don't know because Final Fantasy is being made by a third party. It's being made by Square Enix, which I don't think is owned by PlayStation yet. I'm sure they're itching to buy them if they don't already. But I don't know if there's going to be Final Fantasy 6 edition. I wouldn't doubt if there's a that there's going to be a Spider-Man 2 edition. So that's probably the one you should go for. Spider-Man 2 edition. But to each his own. Final Fantasy 6 looks like it's going to be a banger of a game. Looked great in the trailer. But uh, yeah, so that's probably going to end uh, pretty much all that Sony did at CES. It wasn't a crazy event. They didn't announce too much. They just kind of gloated that they sold a lot of units despite having no units to sell. Um, they gave us, you know, the first look at GT, um, the movie. Obviously, they're gung-ho on PSVR 2 and GT7 is going to be a, a PSVR 2. Got Beat Saber coming there. We have the new accessibility controller and uh, that kind of wraps up everything that was announced or that was important at the, the CES event. So with that being said, um, Last of Us is uh, it's interesting. The Last of Us is on track for 2023, but Naughty Dog is teasing a secret project and um a lot of people think the secret project is just you know the last of us part three which it very well could be but sony has the rights but they don't own it i don't believe so it could be like uh after a year then the game could come to xbox or maybe not i don't know i could be wrong but I do know they have the rights, but I don't know that I don't think they own the studio that made the game. At least not yet. But anyways, um Last of Us Part 3. I would love if that was the secret game that's coming out. Um because we know they're working on The Last of Us um The Last of Us uh multiplayer game, uh factions and factions was factions was in the first last of us game and it has a cult, like a cult following everyone loved factions i didn't really play it too much um i didn't play it too much i didn't really enjoy that type of game but again i didn't play it enough to to really understand what what it was about but apparently it had a huge following and a huge player base people loved factions to the point where they were going nuts that the last of us 2 did not have factions um or any multiplayer mode included with the game and 
they were yelling so loud that Naughty Dog was like, okay, we're building a multiplayer game standalone. Um, it's not going to be part of Last of Us Part 2. It's just going to be a standalone multiplayer game. So we're going to get factions in some capacity, and they're actively building that now. Um, and I think it's due for this year. So we're going to be looking forward to that, but there's also the secret project and it could be a new a new ip or it's just the last of us part three um i think it's going to be part three only because uh you got to keep the last of us hype going right we have the last of us one just dropped on pc um it was just ported over and remade for ps5 right um Last of Us Part 2 came out, you know, a year or so ago. Wildly successful. We have the TV show dropping in literally less than a week. We have the TV show um, coming out. It's actually a week from tomorrow. A week from tomorrow is the first episode of uh, The Last of Us on HBO. So they got to keep the hype going. You have the show out. You have the the multiplayer game coming out. Uh, you might as well tease and release a trailer or an announcement for uh, Last of Us Part 3. Because that'll really get the fans all juiced up, man. It would. It's going to get me juiced up. I'll tell you that much. Last of Us is probably one of the best stories in gaming. And I'm not just saying that, like it, it's phenomenal. So um, I can't wait for the TV show that's coming. And I, I'm very curious what this secret game that they're working on. Uh, moving to the MCU, we have um, uh, kind of something interesting and very exciting. Uh, by the way, Mr. Butter says uh, the rumor for The Last of Us is the announcement or the rumor for The Last of Us 3 is the announcement after the first season of the show. So they're going to announce it after the first season. I mean, it would make sense if they did that, but I don't know. I don't know if um, they're going to, do that, uh, going to do that. But moving on to the MCU, um, Kristen Ritter posted an Instagram picture uh, of her working out at the gym, sporting the new Daredevil t-shirt. And I think the, the Instagram post said, you know, I think it literally said, we're uh, at the gym rocking my Daredevil shirt. Now, the, the the internet and the MCU fans and everyone alike went into a spiral when they saw this. Because did she just confirm that Jessica Jones is entering uh, the MCU officially and joining Daredevil on his uh his uh reprisal you know like his return to the mcu i would love that jessica jones was one of my favorite netflix shows daredevil and jessica jones were fantastic netflix marvel shows jessica jones has arguably one of the best villains in the mcu if it's canon which it should be i don't know why it wouldn't be 
one of the best villains. The Purple Man, David Tennant, murders as the Purple Man. Holy crap. Dude was perfect. Um, granted, spoiler alert, he's gone. Dead. But we're in the multiverse, baby. Anything can happen now. You can bring David Tennant back as a purple man in a variant form. You can have this. You can have the new Jessica Jones in Daredevil chasing a new purple man. Who knows? The sky's the limit. All I know is Kristen Ritter is a fantastic Jessica Jones. Her attitude, her the way she showed off her, you know, her strength, stuff like that. It was so well done. And the same with Daredevil. Like Netflix did those shows so right and well that uh, the closer and the more we know about the Daredevil show is like the more nervous I get about it because it really, if it does, it's always going to be compared to the Netflix show. So if it's not at at minimum up to par as the Netflix show, it's going to get crushed in the reviews. It's going to get brutally crushed in the reviews if it's not up to par, up to uh, the standard of what the Netflix Daredevil show was. So who knows how that's going to be, but if they're adding Jessica Jones and this was her confirming her working out to get in shape for the role of Jessica Jones and she's sporting the Daredevil shirt to confirm that I'm all for it Jessica Jones uh, and Kristen Ritter was Kristen Ritter was fantastic as Jessica Jones so I'm all for it and uh, hopefully that's true um, staying with the MCU big 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 time rumors coming out that RDJ is uh, reprising his role as Iron Man, Tony Stark. Um, he is going to somehow show up in Armor Wars. And uh, I, I don't, it would have to be either, I guess it would have to be a flashback. You, you know, you're following um, War Machines, you know, story. And we all know War Machine's story because it's been building for a while. But if they run flashbacks uh, of him learning stuff and his friendship and and closeness with Tony, we may see that in some flashback form. I don't think we're going to see him come back in like a variant form in the show. He's not going to be a multiverse Tony Stark in the show. But part the other part of this big rumor is that RDJ is coming back for Secret Wars as well. Um, so we very well could have a variant Tony Stark in Secret Wars. Which would be amazing. I, I mean, R I don't need to explain to you. RDJ is... The, the godfather he's the godfather of the MCU he, he's the man like it sucked seeing him get killed off in Endgame but it made so much sense in the story and, and 
it made so much sense in the fact that he's old man he's getting up there he's been that character for over 10 years 20 year whatever 10 years right so it was a good way to close him out they gave us a good way to close out captain america but secret wars opens the book on every character possible right so the big rumor is that tony stark is coming back uh we may get captain america back but the biggest rumor right now is that tony stark is returning for secret wars probably in a variant fashion uh and he's coming back for armored wars with don Cheadle, which i believe is going to be probably just flashbacks and old you know old school scenes stuff like that i don't think we're gonna get variant tony in armored wars we're gonna get variant tony in secret wars so we'll see um how that goes but hey if you're gonna add rdj back to the mcu uh you don't gotta tell me twice just do it just do it you already said too much just do it um and lastly with the mcu little funny thing is uh hugh jackman is claiming that deadpool deadpool 3 is really uh just wolverine 10. He's going around telling everybody that Deadpool 3 is just a Wolverine 10 movie. <laughs> and he's having fun with it. He's poking fun, you know, Ryan Reynolds and things like that because they're buddies or whatever. But um, he's basically saying that this is Wolverine 10. It's not a Deadpool movie. It's a Wolverine movie. What's interesting about this, though, Hugh Jackman does go on to say that... Um, he does go on to say that um, he, his character in Deadpool 3 is pre-Logan movie, right? So if, if it's pre-Logan, then Deadpool 3 is set in the past. However, Deadpool is in the current MCU this movie is supposed to get him there. So another thing that Hugh Jackman was hinting at was that this movie is going to be, this movie is going to be like an interdimensional time travel film, right? If he's being plucked out of the Fox universe and, and he's explicitly said that he is the same character from the Fox universe, he is coming, he is pre-Logan. So it's pre-death, right? This is legit that character from the Fox universe. Deadpool is legit Deadpool from the Fox universe. If he's saying that this is going to be an interdimensional kind of travel film, then something happens, right? Probably all the shit going on that happened in Doctor Strange and No Way Home and all, you know, and Loki and just the multiverse being exploding right now, right? With Nexus events, 
something's going to happen in this movie where they're traveling into di different dimensions, I guess, and they end up in the MCU. And it may open up the door. This could be the first door that's opening for the Fox characters to make their way to the MCU, a la the X-Men. Like, we're not going to get the same X-Men. They're probably recasting all of them and waiting for that contract dispute thing to end. Which I think was, what, 2024, 25? Um, so the reason why Wolverine is coming back and we're getting an X-Men character in the MCU is because they're using the original character. They're using Ryan Reynolds. He's the original Deadpool. They're using Hugh Jackman. He's the original Wolverine. If we're going to find out if they end up fighting uh, um, Sabretooth and like... They run into Cyclops and stuff like that and Professor X and whatever. Like, they have to use those original characters. It, it's why it's why in Doctor Strange, Multiverse of Madness, uh, Professor X was one of the two actors that we got. Like, it was a Fox universe, Professor X. They weren't allowed to recast Professor X. Otherwise, you know, Marvel would have gave us their own version of Professor X in, in, multi, in uh, Multiverse of Madness, 100%. But because they were contractually like uh, not allowed to do that, right? They gave us, um, they gave us the, the OG, right? The OG Xavier. And now we're getting OG Wolverine entering into the MCU and in some multiversal craziness, right? I'm not even going to say madness. I'm not going to hype myself up for whatever is going to happen because I've been let down too many times. But some wild shit's about to happen, and we're getting Hugh Jackman's Wolverine in the MCU, and I'm all about it. I don't care. I like it. So uh, Hugh Jackman's getting a little lippy about the movie, and... Uh, he doesn't know how Marvel works. <laughs> He's not really, he doesn't really know how Marvel works. But again, this is as much of a Ryan Reynolds movie than it is a, a Marvel movie. And uh, Marvel doesn't know how Ryan Reynolds works. He's in full control of Deadpool, right? So if he wants to talk about it, he's going to talk. About it. But I'm sure Marvel has some sort of going on. Uh, what you could say and not say but yeah uh mcu is gonna get a little interesting if uh, all these things are panning out the way they're supposed to and what we're hearing so um jumping over the dc side the flash is going to be airing soon uh i think in february february 15th if i'm not mistaken mistaken but um Sometime in February, the, the final season of The Flash is uh, coming, right? And uh, Stephen Amell, who played the Green Arrow perfectly, I loved his his uh, his version of the Green Arrow. Um, it's the only version of the Green Arrow we got as far as live action goes. But 
he did a great job in, in, in that Arrow show. Um, the problems with Arrow later in the series had nothing to do with Stephen Mel. So I, I'm I'm very excited that he's uh, announced that he's coming back um, for the final season of The Flash. I think it might only be the final episode. So the series might wrap with a whole cast of characters from the Arrowverse. Um, this is pretty much the swan song, like the last, the last uh, hurrah uh, of the Arrowverse. It started with Stephen Amell. It's going to end with Stephen Amell there. And it makes sense. And as we know, he's in the afterlife as Spectre, right? So he can jump, come back in some fashion. Um, the Flash can go back in time and pluck him out of the timeline at any time that he wants. There's many ways that we can get him back here. So uh, it makes sense to bring him in and end it and close out the Arrowverse with the OG Arrow. And uh, I'm super excited, man. It's like I said previously in other episodes, it's, this is bittersweet. Um, these Arrowverse shows have really, Arrowverse shows really got me more excited about DC um, characters than I've ever been. Um, Outside of Batman, I wasn't really a DC fan. And that's just the way it was. Like, Batman was cool growing up, you know, whatever. But I hated Superman. Uh, didn't really care or read or do anything about The Flash. Um, didn't care about Green Arrow. Lantern. You know, the Ryan Reynolds movie didn't turn me into a fan of Green Lantern, that's for sure. Uh, so it, DC has never really grabbed my attention until the Arrowverse started. Season one and two of Arrow was lights out. Amazing. Amazing. Even for a CW show, it was amazing. So, uh, and then we got, uh, and then the following year, um, we got The Flash, and, and The Flash was fantastic. Barry Allen, uh, um, Frank Gustin as Barry Allen is the best Flash we have. He's a thousand times better than Ezra Miller. A thousand times. A million times. And I'm still hoping somehow we get Grant Gustin to uh, jump to the movie side, but who knows? Who knows how that's going to play out? Because apparently... WB is uh, really trying to sell their asses off uh, uh, about this Flash movie, saying that it's one of the greatest DC films ever created. This Flash movie is going to blow the fans out the theater. It's going to be a wild experience. It's going to be this. It's going to be that. This movie is fantastic. Everyone is super excited and blah, 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 blah. They're saying all this crap uh, knowing that everyone hates Ezra Miller, right? Nobody likes him as a Flash. Nobody. If you tell me you do, you're lying. Like, nobody likes him. Especially after all the stuff he's done, right? 
Um, but now WB is shifting gears saying, you know, this movie is going to be a wild success. It's fantastic. Blah, 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 blah. And now they're saying that they're willing to continue the flash moving forward with Ezra. Now, why is WB saying that? Why isn't James Gunn saying that? James Gunn should be the one to say, uh, WB, shut your mouth. Ezra Miller's out. We're going to do the flash my way. So did, did Gunn watch the movie already? The, you know, the uncut film or whatever unedited film did he watch the movie be like yeah this, this guy's my guy I can keep him or is WB just trying to save face and be like this movie is fantastic you're gonna love it you're gonna love Ezra Miller and uh, we may keep Ezra Miller because this movie is so good and they're really trying to sell this movie to get their money back right so I I, I don't I don't know what DC's doing, um, but to I'm gonna be continue on my you know DC thing in a second, but to wrap up the Arrowverse. Uh, this is the final show that's on air. Um, Lois, Superman and Lois, despite it still being on air and having new seasons come out, uh, I I think it's replacing the Lex Luthor. In the show with a different actor, he's the John uh, John Cryer is not coming back as Lex Luthor for the new season. So I I think Superman and Lois is departing itself from the Arrowverse somehow, uh, and it's not going to be it's not associated with the Arrowverse, and somehow Superman and Lois is going to continue on its own thing. But. Um, the official Arrowverse is going to die with the end of um, season nine of The Flash. And uh, like I said, it's great that Stephen Amell is coming back to do that with uh, with Grant. And we can get a, a really cool, cool, probably going to be sad, but a very cool moment to uh, close out these character stories and to officially uh, end the Arrowverse as we know it before James Gunn, you know, does his magic and figures out a way to resurrect uh, these characters in some other fashion, some other story, and really rebuild these characters and not have it be so separated. So, uh, like I said, it's going to be bittersweet. But speaking of James Gunn, uh, this man is... Uh, this man is having, he's got to be the busiest man in Hollywood. I'm just going to say that. He has to be the busiest man in Hollywood. He's having multiple, multiple, multiple meetings with executives about his plans for DC. Uh, pitching, you know, his, his uh, upcoming movie slate. Um, getting the ball rolling on 
the first you know few movies that he wants to kick off the, the DCU with, right? He's trying to plan all this stuff and have all these meetings, and you know I'm sure they're doing casting in the background, you know, with whatever projects they're gonna announce. Short, he said this month they're announcing the first few movies that are gonna come out under James Gunn's vision is gonna get announced this month. When I don't know, but it's happening this month, and that's gonna be a major, major story. But um, he's doing all this stuff at the same time as uh trying to get guardians of the galaxy 3 completed on the marvel side and he's got so much marvel stuff to do on top of all the things he's starting to do with dc and uh, this man is overworked he needs a vacation and he's just starting right so, I, man, James Gunn is, he, he's a freaky talent, man. Um, I, I, I'm still not happy with his Superman decision. I still think that was a terrible, terrible decision. Don't, don't, if this, if Gunn is the one saying he wants to keep Ezra Miller, then why the hell would you fire Henry Cavill after he's fully on board to be Superman. He quit a show that he was a lead for on Netflix that he loved to be Superman for the next 10 years, right? He did that. And you're gonna say, nah, I have a different vision of Superman. We don't need you. Even though he is the perfect Superman, the perfect Superman. James Gunn is going to do it his way. So if James Gunn is going to do it his way, which I don't agree with on that aspect of it, why the hell are you giving me Ezra? Why are you force feeding Ezra Miller down all our throats? Give us a flash in your vision, James Gunn. Don't give me Ezra Miller's flash, whatever this flashpoint may be. Now, granted, we've been talking about this forever, and the Flashpoint movie should be a reset of the DCU, right? That's how they should do it. They should have Flashpoint reset everything, reboot everything, wipe out whatever old there was. But you can't wipe out whatever old there was and then give us Ezra Miller to continue on. I don't want to see that. So hopefully... WB pipes down with that nonsense. Hopefully it's not WB going over James Gunn's head saying, uh, we don't care about your vision. Uh, you're using Ezra Miller as a flash. Cause that would be, I, I would tell the WB take this job and uh, stick it. If you're telling me who I'm casting for my universe, I, I don't want to be in control of it because I'm not really in control of it. So hopefully that's not the case, but who knows? We'll see. Time will tell. Speaking of uh, crazy people, James Cameron. I was going to go on a big rant about James Cameron, but I don't know if I have the energy to. 
So I'm just going to say, um, yeah, whatever. Avatar 2 made $1.5 billion. Eat out Endgame and whatever. I don't care. I don't care that this movie is selling so well because fan bases don't care. The Nintendo Switch made Nintendo a fortune. It's a terrible console. It's a terrible console. It made Nintendo a fortune. Avatar is a terrible movie. Made James Cameron a fortune. Made Disney or Fox a fortune, right? Avatar 2 is doing more... It's doing more than the Avatar 1, right? Or close to it. It's making James Cameron a fortune. My problem with James Cameron is... He keeps, and literally daily at this point, daily, he keeps talking shit about uh, comic book movies having, you know, a shared universe, um, a, a long extended story where all these movies are connected and it's taking over Hollywood and it's getting pissed off saying it's not creative, blah, 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 wah, 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 uh, I, I'm a whiny piece of shit, right? The MCU. Uh, why is there so many movies? Uh. Like, shut up, right? And you can have your opinion, but then don't turn around and then say, "By the way, Avatar 2's coming out," and then we have three, four, and five ready to produce uh, to get into production and start filming. You're building an avatar universe right before our eyes, and you're telling us that universes in Hollywood suck. And, and you're doing it with Avatar, which I can't find a person that actually likes Avatar. Avatar 1 sucked. Avatar 2, from what I'm hearing, is awful. But it's they're selling three to four billion dollars together in sales. You, that's why you can't go by sales. You watch the movie. If a critic tells you a movie's trash and you go to the movie and like it. Yeah, the movie is not going to sell well because the critics shit all over it. But you love the movie. That's your opinion. That's great. If you're getting a movie that's selling well because the critics love it. And James Cameron is, you know blowing everyone from here to the moon trying to get people to buy a ticket to his movie saying you know uh don't worry go go to the bathroom go ahead and miss parts of the movie because you're gonna buy another ticket to sit down and watch the movie again like he's so arrogant and and such a piece of shit about this movie. Uh, more so than when avatar one came out like Avatar 1 was granted a visually beautiful movie and I'm sure Avatar 2 is visually beautiful uh, with the with the ocean blue and everything like that, right? But his his personality, his character, he went off the deep end 
like a lot of a lot of directors and producers are, are starting to like come after the MCU and come after superhero movies in general. And it's gonna get worse now that Gunn is building literally the MC the DCU. We're in the start of another uh another 20 movie show saga of Marvel movies. And James Gunn's about to start his 10-year plan of DC shows and movies. Like, it's not going away anytime soon. And for James Cameron to bitch and moan and complain about superhero movies and taking up Hollywood with all those, you know, shared universes and whatever. You're doing it with freaking Avatar. We got to what we we have five, three and a half hour long movies coming to us in the same universe. So I don't want to hear another dumbass word out of James Cameron's mouth. He's salty because he did not. He did not agree. He was probably approached to do a Marvel movie or to do a DC movie. And he probably turned it down and he thoroughly regrets it knowing that these movies took off and became wildly successful and made billions of dollars. And he's probably just a bitter bitch about it. And now he's like, well, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna complain about your universe, but I'm gonna make my universe the avatar. Like, <laughs> I, I can't. I, I'm done. I'm done. Done with James Cameron. Done with him, man. I, I can't with him. He makes zero sense. <sighs> but enough of him. And quick news to close out the entertainment verse. Wednesday on Netflix was picked up for season two. It's official. Wednesday season one was fantastic. I I sat down on the couch to watch this show with my wife, not knowing what to expect. I wasn't expecting to really like the show. I was just, you know, watching it. And one episode down, two episodes, I couldn't stop watching. It was such a good show. It was so well made. Um, so I'm super excited that we're getting season two of, of Wednesday on Netflix because uh, it's a fantastic show um, and hopefully if it sticks to the Netflix model we're probably going to get like a, a season 4 and 5 right before they wrap it up but um, yeah so that's going to close out the entertainment verse um, just real quick I don't have much to say uh, in the sports world at this time but i do i do want to talk about um i do want to talk about the demar hamlin story really like it's really crazy to see how all that happened right how how that whole scenario went down and, uh, it, it's so good to hear that he's doing well and he was able to speak to his teammates via Zoom 
that at least that's the report that we're hearing he he woke up he woke up if you don't know what happened uh damar hamlin is a buffalo bills player who's playing uh who's making a tackle in his game against the Bengals, against a receiver makes the tackle he has contact to his chest while he's making the tackle gets up and collapses and he, he literally his heart stopped on the field and they do CPR they get his heart going again they rush him to a hospital where his heart stops again so he dies a second time and uh, they were able to get him back and now apparently he's awake able to uh, write he's able to hear you he's able to write move his hands move his feet and uh i think they said when he showed up on the zoom he you know threw his arms up in the air and flexed and then gave like a heart emoji uh symbol and with his hands because i guess he's uh, known to do that but um it, it's it, it's awesome to see him come back and uh his charity probably is over $10 million now. He had a goal of $2,500. It was like a charity for like a local toy drive or something like that to get kids toys for holidays. His charity ever since this happened is up to $10 million from fans and celebrities and kinds of people uh, donating to it, which is incredible. I, I hope uh, some of that money is um, going to pay for you know the family's travel expenses of dealing with the situation that happened and then the rest can go to the kids because uh, this has been a lot for a lot of people and I know like um, Stefan Diggs I don't think he left Cincinnati I think he stayed there for a while at least until he he eventually probably had to go back because of work, but um, he didn't. He didn't leave with the team. He stayed behind. I do know that. So it, it's it's a crazy story, but it's good to see that uh, he was able to wake up. He wasn't like brain um, brain damaged or in any way, as far as we know. Able to move his arms and legs, speak, and. Uh, yeah, he's just on. He's gonna be on a long road to recovery. So, um, shout out to Demar, and uh, get back on the field soon if you can. If not, enjoy the rest of your life, my man, because uh, that, that was a wild thing to see. That was a wild thing to to experience, not only for uh, the players and the refs and the coaches on the field, and and the fans in the stands fans all over the country watching on at home that was that was nuts that was that, that was nuts ah. so shout out to, to hamlin uh for pulling through and um, good luck on your recovery and uh quickly uh with wrestling vince mcmahon bullied his way back into uh, the board <laughs> he basically got rid of two people and him and two other people are joining the board he, he's officially on the board now um he is the majority uh stockholder so no matter what he's going to be involved with wwe in some fashion um the board can propose whatever they want to propose but 
when it comes to voting, he's a majority vote. So they need him on board. Not they—they uh, they need him to be on their side and, and vote for you know with them, right? And apparently WWE has a lot of uh, media rights contracts that need to be handled, as I guess some of their things are um, uh, are up for renewal and change and whatever. Um, so. Uh, Vince McMahon was like, you know what? I'm coming back to the board. I'm going to help you guys with this. Apparently, he's not going to touch people in their other positions. Um, Triple H is still in control of content and creative. And he's not going to, you know, do anything outside of what he's there to do. So he says, knowing Vince McMahon, uh, he is he he's gonna assert his creative ideas into WWE somehow, some way, and uh, hopefully that doesn't happen. Hopefully we don't start reverting back to what the WWE used to be with Vince McMahon in control in his later years, because it wasn't a good product. Um, ever since Triple H took over. WWE has been way more enjoyable. I'm, I'm thoroughly enjoying uh, watching Raw and SmackDown weekly, and I'm excited for the Rumble and, and the Road to WrestleMania is always a great time. And now that Triple H is controlling the Road to WrestleMania, uh, who knows the craziness we're about to get into for these next few weeks? Um, so, uh, I knew somehow Vince was gonna come back, uh, and, and here here he is. He's back. He's on the board. He he's not the CEO. He's not the CEO. I think Stephanie is still the CEO, um, but he's the majority shareholder. He's the majority voter. He's on the. I think he's on the board or as the board president, whatever. He's back at the WWE. So we'll see how that how this unfolds uh, down the road. I'm sure we're going to dive deep into this. If you don't know, we do have a wrestling podcast on the channel called the Oversell Podcast, where we uh, where we really get into um, WWE news, AEW news. Um, we'll discuss our favorite moments in wrestling things like that so if you're not familiar with that please hop over to our youtube channel if you're on youtube already uh you can go to our playlist and you'll find the oversell podcast you can start it from episode one i think we're only five in now uh maybe even six so and they're they're roughly you know 30 to an hour long so um they vary on episode but they're not they're not over they're not long uh it's the greatest wrestling podcast in all of entertainment uh all over the world that is the oversell podcast and i'm sure we're really going to dive into this topic on that on the next episode which i believe is the i think we're recording it tomorrow night but I, it's probably going to release on youtube uh next the Thursday coming up. So stay tuned for that. Um, that's going to wrap it up here 
I appreciate you guys uh, uh, hanging out with me, Butters, everybody lurking. If you're watching this on YouTube, thank you. Leave a comment below and like and subscribe to move, uh, the show. And uh, let me know what you thought and uh, what are your what are your thoughts on the topics that we talked about. Um, and yeah, if you're listening to us on the podcast platforms, we thank you and uh, welcome back. I miss you all. Uh, MVP is back for 2023. This is the first episode of the year. This is episode 20. Um, and uh, next episode. We're probably going to get into uh, the, the the games that are going to get released in February. And we'll just keep rolling. So thank you, guys. We'll talk to you soon. Uh, this is Scythex MVP and out.